Hello, welcome to another episode of the Gulf War, the battle after the war. Today I'm going to read you a disturbing article from Military.com. It's already been circulating throughout Facebook and I believe it's been on TV to a certain extent. I don't think I've really seen too much. But nevertheless, I, I think it's important to get this information out. I'm also going to read a post that I ran across to one of the veteran groups that I belong to from a nice young lady who's taking care of her veteran husband. Now, before I start with this article, I want to just put it out there in advance. This is probably considered a a rated R subject. So unless you want to get stuck explaining something to your kids that you don't necessarily want to start, go ahead and turn this cast off now and listen to it later when you have an opportunity to. Three suicides occurred during a five-day period on Department of Veterans Affairs properties, prompting reaction this week from Capitol Hill. Two veterans died by suicide in Georgia on April 5th at a parking garage at the Carl Vinson VA Medical Center in Dublin, and another April 6th outside the main entrance to the Atlanta VA Medical Center in Decatur, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. On Tuesday, a veteran shot himself in the waiting room at the VA clinic in Austin, Texas, according to KWCX-TV, right underneath the American flag. Those deaths did not go by me without noticing them, nor has it gone by me that we have a job to do, Senator Johnny Isaacson of Georgia said Wednesday during a Senate Veterans Affairs Committee hearing. Though it wasn't the intended subject of the hearing, multiple senators asked VA officials on Wednesday about the recent suicides. Richard Stone, executive in charge of the Veterans Health Administration, said, There have been more than 260 suicide attempts on VA property, 240 of which were interrupted and prevented. He didn't specify a time period for the attempts. According to a Washington Post report, 19 suicides occurred on VA property between October 2017 and November 2018. Every one of these is a gut-wrenching experience for our 24,000 mental health providers and all of us that work for the VA, Stone said. In response to reports of the three suicides, Representative Mark Takano of California Chairman of the House Committee on Veteran Affairs said he would schedule a hearing on the issue later this month. Every new instance of veteran suicide showcases a barrier to access, but with three incidents on VA property in just five days and six this year alone, it's critical we do more to stop this epidemic, Takano said in a statement. I've called for a full committee hearing to hear from VA about the recent tragedies and spark a larger discussion about what actions can take, what actions we can take together as a nation. According to the latest VA data, 20 veterans die by suicide every day. Of those deaths, 14 are not receiving VA health care. More importantly, remember, I've said this in the past, These 20 veterans that are dying by suicide every day that they have supposedly listed is only by firearm, not by hanging, not by suicide by cop or any other form of suicide. 
Suicide among veterans continues to be higher than the rest of the population, and younger veterans are particularly at risk. VA data released in September showed the rate of suicide among veterans ages 18 to 34 has significantly increased. The VA hasn't identified the veterans who died by suicide in Georgia, nor described the circumstances by the deaths. In Austin, a still unidentified veteran shot himself in front of hundreds of people in the waiting room, KWTX reported. Weapons were not prohibited in VA clinics, but the Austin facility didn't have metal detectors. Now, I don't know why this is a surprise to them, because if they go into any VA clinic, probably throughout all of Florida, including South Florida, there's no metal detectors in any of them. I think the Miami VA might have it, Um, but... As far as I remember, of all the ones that I've been in here, that might have been the only one. Uh, Stone told Senators Wednesday that veteran suicide was a societal problem that needed a national approach. He noted an executive order that President Donald Trump signed in March creating a cabinet-level task force that he promised would mobilize every level of American society to address veteran suicide. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie was selected to lead it. So let me interject on this as well. Anybody who's in construction or has any kind of common sense for that matter, if you build a table and you put a glass top on it and it's not strong enough to hold it, what happens? Glass falls and breaks, right? The VA system has been broken for years. It is well known, widely known. Why would you go and add something to put on top of it without fixing what the actual issues are first. Then add to it once you've fixed it. The system is broken and it's obvious. I wish it was as simple as me saying I could do more patrols in a parking lot that would stop this epidemic, Stone said. Where we as a community and society have failed that veteran is a very complex answer. And that's the end of that article. It doesn't go any further. I'd like to go back a paragraph here where they say, let me see where it's at. They were talking about the uh, the metal detectors. The VA hasn't identified the veterans. No, no, no. In Austin, they still identify veterans. Weapons are prohibited in VA clinics, but the Austin facility did not have metal detectors. So keep in mind, not all of these suicides on VA property are happening inside. So what good are those metal detectors really doing? If somebody's sitting outside on a sidewalk with a gun under their chin or a gun to their head, I'm sure that metal detector would have stopped that one from happening, right? So that post that I told you about that I had found in one of the VA groups that I belong to, I'm going to go ahead and start that now. What I do want to say, though, is, you know, invisible illnesses are no fun. People don't see them, and they don't see often the product of what happens because of them. These these illnesses steal and destroy many lives, both veterans and their families. Just something to think about. So Kimberly says in her post, The past week has been a tough reminder of just how much sleep and joy can be taken from us. My husband is a Desert Storm veteran suffering from a neurological disease process no one can truly define or effectively treat. He's been relatively stable for many years until recently. 
He also suffers from, and bear with me, it's a huge medical term, trigeminal neuralgia affecting the fifth cranial nerve or the trigeminal nerve as a result of his neurological condition. This is referred to as a a suicide nerve. For anyone who wants to look it up, it's that horrific. He's been able to manage the pain well with Ultracell, a full-spectrum hemp oil, which is great. Last week, he had a different kind of pain in his mouth, which caused slurred speech, cognitive difficulty, elevated blood pressure, and severe loss of balance, resulting in two visits to the VAMC Dental Clinic and one visit to the VAMC ER. He was cleared to fly out west for a few days, even with these issues, for a planned trip to see our daughter and our granddaughter. We arrived there and headed right up to the VAMC there for antibiotics, which at first seemed to give him some relief until two days later. Last night, the pain was so unbearable he couldn't sleep. Of course, neither did I. As we boarded the plane this morning and returned home only to drive straight to the VAMC once again to dental for another evaluation. This time they saw a dental issue that, while minor, could be part of the bigger picture. Only time will tell. We also met with his spinal cord injury providers and contacted his primary care nurse manager. It's been one of the longest days in our journey. The only way to know for sure is to see the neurosurgeon once again and have a new evaluation to treat the trigonomal neuralgia, even though that's not what my husband insists this is. He knows his body better than anyone, but it seems no one is listening. We also will be seeing his neurologist and primary care and acupuncturist in the coming days and weeks. Did I mention a lack of sleep? Just a few short months ago, after nearly 17 years, my husband was cleared to work eight hours a week. Something he's not been able to do, but sadly his body has changed in the blink of an eye, and the reality is, he will never return to work. Gulf War illness is no joke, and people in our society don't know about it. This multi-symptom illness manifests itself in so many ways attacking the autoimmune system and our Gulf War veterans from 1990 to present day. Sadly, the VA loves to throw veterans physical health issues under the umbrella of PTSD. If you're reading this, or if you're listening to my cast now, and you're you're suffering numbness, tingling, IBS, major skin issues, shaking uncontrollably, chronic arthritis symptoms, and a host of other autoimmune issues, and you served in the Middle East, ask your providers to address the physical illnesses as they are likely the cause to exacerbating your PTSD symptoms. We have no idea what tomorrow will bring us, but we know this too will pass, and we will leave a little bit of my husband behind as the atypical multiple sclerosis they don't otherwise know what to diagnose him with steals just a little bit more.
We will preserve with God's help. I'm sorry. We will persevere with God's help and we will continue to strive for help to help others along the way. A shift in our lifestyle is temporary and will be restored to a new normal soon, whatever that new normal may be. We love our Ultra products because they have aided in that restoration, but sadly sometimes the damage is greater than all the best of nature's medicine to fix it all effectively right now. Steve is having great success with Ultra Ice, a supplement he just started trying, and that's giving us great comfort. If you or someone you know is impacted by the Gulf War, please contact your senators and, and your congressmen and urge them to continue funding the Congressional Research Advisory Committee on Gulf War Illness, abbreviated CDMRP. This finding will help continue to identify links to disease as well as find effective treatments. She goes on to say, if you have a moment, please give a caregiver a pat on the back or offer to mow the grass for them or to make them a meal or just sit with their disabled family member so the caregiver can get a much needed break, whether it's five minutes or an hour that's very helpful. They need the support too, as their lives sometimes get put on hold to do extra tasks in helping their disabled loved ones. I know my voice doesn't always project my emotion, but you can definitely go with the thought today that this veteran is very unsatisfied with the VA system, very unsatisfied with the way Things are being handled and very unsatisfied with the the treatment that we get when we walk in. It's this veteran's opinion that until consistency has been created through all the VA locations and upgrades have been done to all of the hardware that they use on a day-to-day -day basis to make their business run, all of these issues will continue to happen. There's so many things, small things, that can be done to start fixing the issues that they have. And with the money, the $2.6 I believe they were given, should be a good start to get that rolling. Instead, they chose to spend 57000 What does that fix? That's a down payment on a house. Or that Mercedes-Benz <laughs> that most of our congressmen drive. We need all our politicians to understand that this is not a baseball game. You can't just throw something one direction and expect it to fix everything. It's just not going to happen. The system has been broken for so long that it needs to be redone from the bottom up. They need to remove these doctors who will happily prescribe medications without asking, without giving any direction. These nurses who don't care, people who don't show up, make them accountable. Make it possible for people to sue VA doctors That'll definitely change things. 
These are just some thoughts from one frustrated veteran. I hope I'm alive to see some changes made, some progress made in the VA system. But if not, at least some kind of moving forward progress would be nice. So, in closing, share this cast. Let's get some opinions going. Let's get some people talking. It's, it's time to keep more than just suicide in the news. We need to fix the VA system. It'll help prevent further suicides. Now remember, the idea of suicide pops into their mind, but it's the thought process. If you break that thought process, you might give that person another day. Sometimes that other day is all they need to realize that suicide really isn't the answer. Fighting is. You can find me at, at Gulf War Vets on Facebook. I always respond within 24 hours, sometimes sooner if I see the uh, message come in and I'm able to respond right away. I'll do that. You can also just post a, a post on my page. There's people there all the time. Somebody will respond. I guarantee it. With that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful day, a great week, a happy hump day, and don't forget to hug a vet. <laughs>